You. Are now. About to witness. The awesome. Crushing. You seem so far away. See if I can fix it. Crushing uh, might. A little better. Of the you. A gene. S. Robinson. Show. Stop. Yeah, the kid's sleeping. As you might guess, it's a nap time. What can you do? This is version. A two, a two, nine of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stopper. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Shades. <laughs> but first, we want to talk about lies and the lying liars who lie the lies. That make the whole world sing. That we choose to believe because it hurts too much to not believe them. <laughs> Each and every one of you. If we're successful at the conclusion of this, you'll all be enlightened and about 10 pounds lighter. But first, Bob Riley, stigmatic. Sings us in as he has every week since 2007. Intro, All of Nothing. The song is from the record Calling of the Just, still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you to death in a nightclub, they hit your car with a hammer, and they run your mayor pro tem out of town. All three things. Listen, listen well. Could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back and for always nothing. All right. All right, my friends. Let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. Listen, you, as you well know, earlier today, we recorded uh, Care Don't Care. And, and uh, you may not know this, John is the winner this week, which is really insignificant and immaterial. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? If you if you win at three card Monty, you've just not proven anything except that you know a little bit about life versus the people who stand there. I'm going to find the red this time. But that was all undone by the affairs of last past last week, which we're about to discuss in painstaking, spy-ridden, snitch-heavy detail on a two, a two, a nine. First, the commercials, Pinko95014 at yahoo.com if you want to PayPal something, Eugene-Robinson-28, I think that's Venmo or Cash App, I can't remember, Planet Oxbow. Capital P, capital O, Planet Oxbo, O-X-B-O-W, if you want to do Cash App or Venmo, I can't remember which is which, or 
patreon.com slash the stomper so you don't have to think about it again or the old-fashioned way but i'm too tired to give out the uh the uh, ma- physical mailing address besides which i'm going to decommission that because my hope is that by two years from now i'm doing this from the other side of the show from the other side of the pond so now we are ready those of you uh mr rg i gotta thank you I, i'm not quite clear on the note about 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 why you dropped another uh, fitty on me for the show. I appreciate it. And uh, I hope it's because I'm about to tell a bunch of truths. Uh, And those of you who come in in smaller amounts, I thank you too. There's no amount too small. You walk up to me on the street on any given day, like that time I was walking on a promenade in Brooklyn, on Brooklyn Heights. Nobody expected me to be there. Nobody knew I was there. Three guys were like, oh shit, are you doing the show tomorrow? I was like, yeah, I'm doing the show. What are you doing here? They go, what are you doing here? I go, hey, uh, if anybody asks you if you saw me here, you didn't see me here. <laughs> They're like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So here we are, UFC 279. We're all pretty happy about that, right? And we feel all enlivened. And I, I, I'm not going to cheat the show by telling you that, that Steph, and, oh, this was a birthday present from my friend Peter Davis. This used to be his magazine, Your Flesh, still available from Your Flesh Magazine, and Peter's birthday is today as well, I think, another Virgo, so uh, uh, I got to thank him for the shirt. I know he probably doesn't watch the show, but at least uh, some of you could take a screenshot, send this to me, and then I could send it to him to prove that I got the shirt. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I generally don't like white shirts, but I like this one. So um, one of the first magazines to give a shit about whether I live or die. Actually, dude, let me stay at his house ages ago, back in 1982, uh-huh. So anyway, uh, that's the commercial for the people who I don't have any other free stuff that people have given me uh, present. I did get my EKG done. Those of you be happy because the doctor kept trying to push me on statins. And she goes, you know, well, you know, you, 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 just because your blood pressure is low doesn't mean anything. Your aorta could be chock full of plaque. You don't know. You don't know. And I go, well, so you're saying I should just take statins? Well, for how long? She goes, the rest of your life. I got this. What do you mean the rest of my life? Nobody's recommending medicine for the rest of my life. Nobody's even saying eat spinach every day for the rest of your life. What do you so well, okay? If you want an EKG, and I guess I was thinking EKGs are free. I guess they're not free. I guess so. They, you know, it's a casino. They're looking for any way possible to turn you upside down and shake money out of your pockets. I got it. Rather than go to statin big pharma route, I went for the EKG route. And they found out that my aortas and the, the things with the the they checked out the heart and the lungs. A hundred percent, baby. A hundred percent. I own 51% of Lonesome Roads. Uh, facing the crowd, Bud Schoberg, Andy Griffith, watch it. However, the one disturbing thing is they said something about the spine. So all those heavy years of deadlifting over 600 pounds and squatting all that, I might have... Uh, I didn't even ask. I didn't even ask because I don't want to say, oh, that's because you have spinal stenosis ballistics and just make up some shit on the spot that I didn't have to take an expensive pill for, which will fuck me up something. All my, all I have to know is my hips. I went in for an ankle problem. I come out with a hip problem. Fuck you guys. Anyway, it's not, the show's not about me. This is about UFC 279. Listen, let me tell you something. Let's go back a little bit in time. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I, I start I start lifting weights again, and so and I feel better. 
I feel better. I start lifting weights again and running more. And one, because I got the Bunuel shows coming up, but two, I just it seems like a good thing to do. And it's changed my mat life much. I'm a little less sore, I'd like to think. I wake up in the morning less sore. Still have to walk like uh, like I. You don't see me walking and think that guy's okay. That's not what you think, but whatever. So um, so let let's let, let let's go back a bit. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna tell you some sensitive stuff. Uh, you have to know that they are making movies and podcasts and documentaries about this. So I'm not gonna go into into full detail. Um, this is connected to. Uh, let me see how I can present this. Okay, so you you have read all the, my Substack stuff on Ozzy, right? And um, and how uh, Ozzy Fest was supposed to be the crown jewel. It was at Central Park. It was supposed to bring together. It was like a TED Talks meets South by Southwest. Something they cooked up that just sounds good, right? Uh, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, but it's not pulling. I'm moving to. But yeah, stem cell stuff could help very definitely. And uh, I will be fully embracing whatever healthcare Spain has to throw at me. Even though I had a friend who jumped out of a six-story window and the doctors note, the doctors in Spain noted that if he had done that in Spain versus Berlin, they would have just given him a wheelchair and said, good luck to you. But the uh, German doctors, apparently with lots of experience having people who were thrown out of windows were able to fix it up so that he could walk with the aid of uh, a cane. So there you go. Uh, um, there you go. So yes, exactly. So um, so we're going to do this festival in the park, right? So the first year it was done, and I'm 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 skipping skimping on details because I want to get to the fights. The first year it was done. I think they expected uh, five thousand people, and probably two thousand came. I'm just making these numbers. Just for the sake of right, second year um, they claimed that um, five thousand people showed up. Probably four thousand people showed up. Right, the third year that then involved celebrity backers Alex Rodriguez, J Lo when they were together, a few other large sponsors, the Univision. I could have the years wrong, confused. It doesn't make a difference. The point is that they appeared on morning finance shows and morning shows in New York, GMA very possibly, I don't remember. And they said that they were expecting, that they had sold 50 to 60,000 tickets and were expecting that many attendees. Now you would think that, no, not Afropunk, we're talking about Aussie Fest. You would think that a guy like me, who was in the business of crowds since 1980, would have a pretty good eye on crowds and also would have a pretty good sense of deltas. And also as a native New Yorker, would have a pretty good sense of what native New Yorkers will and won't do on a, on a, on a beautiful weekend uh, in, in July. Also having had a live event called the sex with Eugene live event in San Francisco, the city closest to which I currently live, I sold out the event but sold out at a venue for 300 people. 50 to 60,000 beggars, beggars the imagination. Okay. Yes, JB, you're right. But let's, 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 there, there is a, oh, there is a crossover here. So go, if you, 
based on how it worked for the sex sex with Eugene event, I know that there was a moment to moment running tally of how many tickets had been sold. I know it was checked several times a day. I know it was checked several times a day because I was apprised of it. Because pressure was being put on me to not embarrass us. I had been to every single one of the the live events, the festival events, and I had seen the numbers climb. I'd also read the reviews. Not a must-see. The reviews were largely mocking. So an article appears in the New York Times touting the fact that 60,000 New Yorkers, certainly not a crazy number in a city uh, of 12 million people, but a crazy number considering the offering. If Malcolm Gladwell, one of the speakers, was speaking in New York at any given night, he would not be speaking at Carnegie Hall. He would be speaking at the Riverside YMCA, a venue that holds much fewer people than Carnegie Hall. Putting him in Central Park in the Great Meadow doesn't mean that 60,000 people show up. In actual fact, the photograph that was used in the touting the presence was from Global Citizens United, a group that was actively and aggressively complaining about Ozzy using public city uh, 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 public city stuff for for private for for profit ventures. City is supposed to be for everybody, and you're charging tickets for the. We give our stuff away for free, which was spun immediately by the people at Ozzy. These were haters. These were okay. That's not. I'm not here to talk about that. <laughs> what I'm here to talk about is what's going through your head when you're touting that sixty thousand people are going to show up on a on a, on a Saturday event. You were touting this Friday which means you know you haven't sold 60,000 tickets. You know you haven't sold 50,000. You know you haven't sold enough tickets so that an aerial, uh, 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 what do you call those things that fly? Uh, 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 come on, uh, Jesus Christ. An aerial, uh, <laughs> come on, help the old man here. What do you call little cameras that fly now that everybody's doing, you know, whatever. Okay, so that an aerial photograph of any portion of the Great Meadow, which will now be broken up into, uh, uh, now be broken up into sections. Drone, thank you. Thank you, JB. Uh, a drone photograph of any one of the great sections of, of, of the Great Meadow in uh, Central Park would reveal that not 60, not 50, not 40. You ever try to put 4,000 people in a space that's supposed to hold 60,000 and see what the fuck that looks like? Do you see where I'm going with this? Going into that Friday, going into that Friday, when you know you are no, and believe me, it is known how many tickets were sold. Even if you give away 20,000 tickets and you figure, okay, it's like direct mail. I give away 20,000. What percentage of people will actually show up on a free 20,000 giveaway? Maybe say, say, say 4,000 show up. 4,000 free. Listen, let me tell you, on, on a field that holds that many, that is, you are the laughing stock. And then the clouds part and God 
provides you with an opportunity. There is a fucking heat wave. A call to the mayor's office when the mayor's wife is a friend of yours and a big supporter of the event explains it all. Listen, we're concerned about the heat. Our demographics have us trending toward the older category. We're concerned about people dying. Is there a possibility that we could that we could cancel this year's event? Not that you haven't sold anywhere near 60,000 tickets, but we're concerned about the heat. The event gets canceled. There are other large-scale events in New York City on Roosevelt Island that happen at the same time, but this event goes down. So the VIP dinner Friday night, the narrative has been changed, and the narrative in New York City was like, oh, it's sad, but we're going to come back stronger. We're going to come back better. We're going to go back at that back. Okay. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about going into the week that preceded UFC 279. You listen, <laughs> let me explain to you what happened. <laughs> At some point, somebody said the optics of this fucking suck. The optics of it suck. Somebody had to say, we're going to take a much loved personality of people who can put, who move the needle, who can put asses in the seat. We're going to run him out there with, with a guy that we're trying to, and, and Nate, to his credit, at a certain point, we'll talk about that point later, at a certain point, starts to put salt in the game. Says the equivalent of 60,000 people aren't showing up. More importantly, what's happening is people who are paying attention to moment to moment uh, a moment-to-moment purchase buys for the fight are noticing something. If you don't think they're paying attention to those deltas, you're wrong. When in the week did the narrative start to change based on stuff that we don't see like ticket sales? Both. Both. So based on these numbers of tickets, Based on these numbers of buys, the public is speaking in a very definitive way. Nobody wants to see a longtime crowd favorite savaged. Nobody wants to see this. Nobody wants to be aware of suddenly the fact that you were kind of nice to Cerrone, but you're not nice to Diaz. Not in Vegas. Not with a huge Latino uh, uh, cohort. And like I said last week, lots of things could happen. There are lots of ways to win a fight, lots of ways to lose a fight, lots of ways to cancel a fight, lots of ways to get out of a fight. But this is a business, they'll they'll always say. It is a business. And you know what the business says? The business says, fuck you. I didn't hear a single person expressing any interest in the fight as it was originally booked. Nobody, nobody. And it was originally booked as it was. It was originally booked as it was to teach a lesson. Not business, suddenly personal. 
Oh, you complain we don't give you a fight? How about this fight? How about this fight? How about this fight? And you put you put Diaz in the position, and he's like, whatever. I'll die out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing. I'll, I'll, I'll die out there. And then the PS de resistance, I didn't want this. Didn't back off. Oh, I got some of my media, MMA media people here. Maybe they're telling me to shut up. Well, let's see. This is a big girl. Uh, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Um, so, no, 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 no. They did not, not tell me to shut up. <laughs> they're telling me to go ahead. <laughs> so a, he, start, he starts to back off. But on a separate path, you see, oh, Nate's really giving it to him. Now, I'm not saying Nate is part of the kill take. But I'm saying that somebody somewhere can count on things happening that serve the business on a parallel path. Two people, more than two people, more than two people, a spy, Kamsat, in Vegas. He's making no effort to hide this. It's documented. We got pictures of him at... Sitting at restaurants. Now he's been hanging out with Darren Till, eating and drinking. You ever know of a guy who's trying to make weight who's eating and drinking? He had a medical issue. Oh, really? Medical issue. You know, if you have a coworker, if you if you if you have a coworker who's feeling a little sick, you a coworker who's like out of the office, you say, Hey, where were you yesterday? And they say, Ah, you know, I had a medical issue. You usually stop right there. You don't ask what the medical, you maybe, maybe bust off with so nothing serious, I hope. In your heart of hearts, you don't want to fucking know. And outside of maybe the possibility, is it contagious? Is it contagious? You let me know if it's contagious, because I'm talking to you now, but otherwise, no. So he's eating and drinking. And he comes in at 178, 178.5. Imagine that. Have you ever known a wrestler that couldn't make weight or couldn't get close enough that they could cheat by hanging on a towel to make weight? And certainly not a wrestler, I mean, certainly not a wrestler of serious caliber. Name one. Anthony Rumble Johnson. Yeah, well, you know, let's blame the weed on that. But an entire career spent making weight and toward the end he starts missing badly. Sometimes guys get older. Sometimes they get older and they can't figure out. Well, I, I can figure out the scale. How do I? Okay, maybe, 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 but maybe not. So, dude is eating, and he's 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 drinking, and he's missing weight, getting into fights. Jake Shields was there. You think Jake Shields is connected to the 209, to the, 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 the Nick Diaz army? He's there. These it, this, this shit is porous. They're at the Performance Institute. It's porous. Everybody knows what everybody's doing. So then there's this huge kerfuffle at the thing. And look, if I run in front of my house right now and take a poop in the middle of the street, I guarantee you within 20 minutes, that'll be on the internet. Now, they don't know who I am, but they'll say, hey, this crazy neighbor of mine is pooping in the middle of the street on the internet. And yet, amongst a whole gaggle, a whole clutch of fighters back behind the thing, nobody has any photographs of this 
let's look at it this way. We go into the fight on Monday. The numbers are shit. Nate is not blinking, but he is putting it on. He's like, I will march to my death to get out of this contract. You guys do whatever. They look at the optics of taking a much-loved figure, him dying in the cage, not dying literally, but figuratively, maybe, you know, enough so that you decommissioned him. Your strategy has been held clear. You, This was a punitive booking on your part. What do you do? The numbers not supporting it. This is a smart thing to do. Okay, well, it's too late to switch things around. Ah, who's it? Who who can we get who'll just do anything? Well, Holland has been jawing at the guy. He's jawing at the guy, jawing at the guy. Maybe we could, but there's not enough juice. You know, and I know if a month ago we had said Hamsat is a co-main with, with uh, Kevin Holland, you'd be like, shit, yeah, whatever. 80 bucks? I'm paying 80 bucks for that. So there's this kerfuffle and bottles thrown and, and, and nothing. And so now the story becomes it's a second or third generation story. Now it becomes some heat and some sunlight and you some noise in the corner of the room. And you're paying attention now in a way that you weren't. Who's going to kill who? Who's a, people you know on this uh, on this show were predicting that it was going to be like Khabib and, and, and McNuggets and there was going to be watch and they had all the extra security, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. JB, listen, Rumble did, but it was a latter portion of his career when, as we know, he was the devil's weed. That's how I'm not early on, no. And also getting older makes it difficult. But his spirit was gone. He was having legal problems, as we've talked about on this show before. I'll talk about that now. We talk about the fact that, that at this point now, they got to dig themselves out of a fucking hole. What kind of hole? A hole they made themselves. So we got it. We got to juice up. You know, a month ago they said Kevin Holland and, and the comments. That you'd be like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, Gamsad is not is not a jacare. He's not jacare. What is? What are we talking about? We're not talking about a fight that not eighty dollars worth of a fight. Sorry. And Nate and Nate is gonna is gonna fight Tony Ferguson. That's a fight that the, the, nobody has any real. They should have fought before. They had man, no real enthusiasm for that fight. But you change the optics. You start looking at things with this eye versus this eye. And then suddenly, things don't seem that bad. I mean, people are saying, this is a the fight they should have booked anyway. Right? Because the fight is suddenly a little bit more interesting. It's a showcase uh, engagement for Hamsat. And it allows a much-loved figure like a Diaz to sail off into the sunset and listen, if you think I might be crazy and not exactly telling the truth on something like this, you count the number of post-fight speeches that sang and extolled the virtues of not just the bald one, but the UFSI as an organization. This was a redemption tour for having carried this shit to the last minute. And I would like to say it was probably driven by Ari Emanuel. It's like, what the fuck are you doing out there? We got, we, Diaz could come back in a way that's much more credible than a Cerrone or anybody else. Have you even thought about the trilogy with, with McNuggets? You could spin that off into a boxing match between those two and make hundreds of millions. What are you doing? It's like, oh, yeah, what is that? You know, pound wise, penny foolish, except the other way. Pennywise, pound foolish. You're dealing with these coinage, coins of revenge. In, in actual fact, when you, you're missing the bigger p- dollar picture, it's a business. Make it a business. Yeah, 
PBR, professional bull ride. So all of a sudden these little tiles get shifted around and everything has to kind of work right for everything to work right. All right. Everything's got to work right. It's to, to work right. And, 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 and the one kink in the hose, and now mark my words, the Anderson Silver thing complicates things. They shouldn't have fucking announced that before. But they got caught short-footed because going into Tuesday, everybody still thought this fight was going to happen and that you would have a depleted Diaz afterward. But if, if, if uh, 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 Jake Paul gets roasted by Anderson, and Anderson's an older man now, this might not happen. I hate to say it as team old dude, it might not happen. But if, if he gets roasted by Anderson, that shit is pointless. How much would it take? What fractional would it take to, because if you decommission, you can decommission Anderson Silva now, he fights Paul. Paul gets roasted by Nate. Then you have Nate box Anderson Silva. That's money. Paul beats Nate. Paul fights Anderson Silva. That's money. He beats Nate. Nate says, fuck it. I might not be able to beat dude, but I can kick McNugget's ass. That's money. <laughs> I'm training with Andre Ward. I could be all the you, maximum money moves. This is fantasy MMA league stuff, boxing stuff, combat sports stuff. It doesn't take a genius to figure out unless you're mired in personal vindictiveness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. $300 million. You know, but the, you know, the thing is, PBR stays in its lane. Nobody's talking about PBR being the next biggest sport in America for males between the age of 25 and 45. We're saying that, but you know about PBR, but those are the lies they told about MMA, which haven't been out to be the case. Certain convoy, you own your space. So I'm making the claim that this shit was kayfabe from the beginning, from the outset. Because if you don't, you don't know what the ticket sales were. I don't know what the ticket sales were. Let, let's suppose I did buy this fight. If I did buy this fight, I didn't buy this fight until 6.59. Who was sweating through that when at 6.59 I laid down some jack to watch the fight? At that point, you, you're either writing off the fight or you, you know, your actuarial tables, you got your 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 green lamp uh, eye shade guys who's like, okay, well, that's just that's tomorrow's money. I mean, everybody, look, it doesn't diminish Holland. Everybody undersized, everybody gets paid. He got a little bit extra in the envelope. He got to he he said himself, he's trying to these people sometimes don't. You, it's like line from Raging Bull. You yourself don't know what you yourself just said. You yourself don't know what you yourself just said. Is it? It's a, Kevin Holland says several times. Guys running around gangster this, gangster that. It's a business. It's a business. It's a business. It's a business. And you know what the business is? If you don't think that these guys are looking at Mr. Lamborghini Yacht McNuggets, they know what the business is. The business is us versus them. And the them in this instance is me and yous. What could we buy?
What will we buy? What will we pay for? What do we buy? Now, keep in mind, I'm not a business killer nor a sport killer. And I'm not really saying right now there's anything wrong with this. You ever go to a restaurant and you say, man, I want to get something. What am I going to get? Give me the chili and sea bass. And they bring you your chili and sea bass, and you're like, man, that was good fucking chili and sea bass. Maybe you even tell a few friends, I was out last night, man, I had some chili and sea bass. That shit was bomb. It was great. And then I read some cooking, some foodie guide that said, you know what? There's no such thing as chili and sea bass, man. It's not like they caught the fish off of the coast of Chile. It's just the type of fish that we have, and we just call it chili and sea sea bass and you call uh uh-huh. do you do, do you do, do you call your friends and say hey um you know that, that great meal i had at that great restaurant where i thought was chili and sea bass that shit wasn't chili and sea bass that's probably tilapia man i don't know what i was thinking you don't do that you're like chili and sea bass, tilapia, whatever. It was great. So today, on all the other shows, and all the other shows, and all the other websites, everybody right now is uh, 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 everybody right now is giving each other hand jobs, right? Let me pick it up. Let me let me. Let me oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Look at like, MMA mania. What do they t- what do they say? Let me see. Um, Confused Ch- Chimaev response, a fake glove touch, Holland uh, restatement, you know, every, yeah. Diaz lost count of how much money UFC paid him to stay on UFC 279. Hmm. El Kukui, Mr. Sandbag, my wife, McGregor reacts to, to, to Diaz. This, you're nothing without me. Business as usual, baby. Biggest and winners, lo- biggest and winner, uh, biggest and winners and losers from Diaz Ferguson last night. Winner Diaz. This is other people reporting. Runner up, uh, Comset. Biggest loser Ferguson. You know what? Let me tell you something. I would be less aggressive about this. Stepping back a bit, um, I would be less aggressive about this if I didn't find myself unaccountably emotional. After after the after the Ferguson loss, which you see, I'm purposely recasting as not a, a Diaz win, but a Ferguson loss. Listen, Scorsese had a big storyline in his. I don't know if you've seen the movie The Irishman. I don't have any spoiler alerts for you because I'm not going to spoil anything. But part of the technology that he applied, rather than try to find there there other guy. If you look at Chris Meloni as well as Andy Garcia. These were fundamentally Hollywood's attempts to recast another De Niro. They sort of look the same. This is the same sort of vibe. Gotcha. And said, Scorsese's not doing that. He said, I'm going to invest in this. Uh, um, I'm going to in- invest uh, in de-aging technology, which was completely disorienting because at any given point, with the exception of the very end of the movie, I couldn't even fucking tell what age De Niro was supposed to be. Besides which, he's a star. You're still looking at him going, that's De Niro. Okay, de-aging thing. 
So when he says, you paint houses, find out the guy was an assassin, they hire him to kill a guy in Philly. He's walking along the sidewalk where he's supposed to meet with the guy, the guy's standing in the doorway, and De Niro pops him in the doorway and keeps walking. No face involved there, no de-aging needed there, except dude move like an old guy. I was at the gym once, and the big, uh, big uh, hurricane doors were open, and so somebody was backlit. And I was like, oh, who's that chick? She's pretty buff. And as she moves into the room, I can see it's not a woman at all. It's in actual fact a dude, but it wasn't a dude. It was a trans dude, right? Cool, whatever. I'm not a Jake Shields. I don't give a shit. Except I was like, how how interesting that you, that there's certain things that you can change. I mean, female to male trans until you get to the penis part where according to my surgeon friends is it's been the, it's been the lagging indicator. It's really hard. Apparently if you own a real, if you own a biological penis, it is incredibly hard to surgically uh, engineer one. There are miracles of modern engineering or not so modern engineering. Right. But otherwise you take a few steroids, get tattoos, you start growing beards, you get muscles really hard to tell. You know, I know plenty of guys who are five foot five. I know plenty of women who are five foot five. Give them 40 pounds of muscle tattoos in a beard. I'm buying it. But what you couldn't unlearn or learn or alter, if even that was part of your calculation, this is not an anti-trans thing. I'm just saying I kind of was the body mechanics of how they moved physically through space. It was interesting. De Niro in The Irishman moved like an old man. Tony Ferguson was fucking old. That's it. That's it. That's where I was going with that. You know, old, old, move like an old guy, move like an old guy. Now I bristle when they say somebody's old and it turns out the fighter is 38, but I'm not talking about guys who've been fighting 20 years. That's an old fucking guy. Take a look at Sakuraba. Now you don't have any cases of older fighters who are as bad as when you look at uh, who's a bodybuilder cat who they just did a documentary about. Uh, I can remember nothing. Um, uh, the black guy. I would not. Uh, they just did a documentary on Netflix about the guy and the guy who goes to the gym now, he's got the walking crutches and he was fantastic for his time, but no, 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 no. That's a big sounding military helicopter. I don't know if you can hear it. I'll let you know it's black if I see it hovering over my house. Hey, I'm going to pull a Gavin McInnes. Oh, the black helicopters are after me. Isn't it funny? Yeah, Ronnie Coleman, thank you. This stuff adds up. 38 is old if you've been fighting 20 years. And Tony's like, I'm back. Whoa. I actually felt myself, you know, I, I, if you read the Substack, the Look What Would You Make Me Do Substack, I'm talking about 9-11, which is today. And I'm, I'm, I'm my, the, if you want the Reader's Digest version, fundamentally, I'm saying, yeah, enough is enough. If you look at the Instagram version, I use the guy who I think about on 9-11, Rabies from Warzone. Well, you know what? You know what? You look at a Chris Weidman, who was a Gauleiter general of the Lost Battalion, and he, outside of an occasional tweet here and there, has made himself invisible. 
by which I mean the battalion claims its own. Claims its own. So, um, so, um, so Tony looked old. He's back. It is at one point I beat up a guy at an Oxbow show. I beat up a guy at an Oxbow show. And he kept coming back. You knock him out. You drag him. He gained consciousness to come back. Knock him out three times. And the third time, there's a picture of somebody of me have, holding like the mic stand over my head like a like Zeus in a lightning bolt. And I finally said, I hit him with it. And he went out a third time. I said, if anybody in this building cares about this guy, you got to stop him. Because none of you are paying to see me do this. Paying to hear me sing. And so finally somebody hustled him out of there. Somebody needs to do that. Get a Sandman Sims or something. I, I, it's heartbreaking. And there, you, and you think I'm being, I'm overreacting? Oh, 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 you think I'm overreacting, huh? Yeah. Hey, let's ask Gray Maynard if I'm overreacting. Gray Maynard, incidentally, was being beaten to death by Nate Diaz in the ring. And Nate finally looks at the at the ref. It's like, are you going to you gonna do something about this? Or Gaethje against Ferguson. You're going to, you're going to, you're really going to make me, at, at a certain point, they cross the line from being a competitive fighter to being, to being a, bro, a brother fighter. Don't make me do this. Do your fucking job. Protect the fighter from harm. He is not intelligently protecting himself. So who does it work out for? Nate. Comes out smelling like roses. You know what? In a game of chicken, he said, I'm not jumping out of the car. I'll die in this fucking car. And that's how you win the game of chicken. Except you don't win the game of chicken because the house always wins here. Because always the curtain they have to hide behind is its business. And I guarantee you, business looks better today than it did this time last week. So, success. The bald one is a genius. Hamsat is now taking a turn for the heel, which is fine because he was never going to be, there was never anything all American about the guy. He was never anything but with the beard and hanging out with Kadriov. He was none of that. It's fine. It's fine. Holland, now for future consideration on events as yet unknown, takes one of the shorts, gets a little something extra in the envelope, and gets future consideration unless he starts to mouth off of and everybody who won, I want to thank the UFC. My life is fundamentally. I started to, I start the guy who beat Jake Collier, Chris Barnett. I started to go a little heavy on him on, on, on care, don't care. And Steph was like, oh, you're entitled to your opinion, sir. But you do know his backstory. And I was like, what? The guy's got Saba. And she goes, his fiance died. Oh. <laughs> Holland could mouth off, but. You know, everybody, everybody now has a North Star. And that North Star is named Diaz. You can play the game. I have a love-hate relationship with the UFC. By which he means I can play the game and be true to the game simultaneously. <laughs> 
play the game, kayfabe, and be true to the game. That's the hate portion. And they feed each other because now in a real jujitsu fashion, we're not really sure. But Nate and Nick seem legit to us. Same, same. What is that old expression? Sincerity is every old Hollywood expression. Sincerity is everything. And once you got that faked, you got it made. Okay. Okay. So Ahamsat, guy's still gold. However, if you heard him in that interview and you, you're lined up on his dance card later, no, you just got to last that first round. There was nothing, nothing super special about his Dars except he, he he stuck with it. Yeah, we're getting to that. He stuck with it. If he had to go into a second round, did you hear him huffing and puffing and the, and they tried to tie it into in the commentary? He tried to. Well, I think that probably has to do with his medical issue. It has to do that he didn't expect to be out of the first round. His cardio is shit. Take him into the deep water. Get him into the fifth round like you got him with Burns. And Burns is going to be, we got a different story. It's a different story in its entirety. And go, and let, and, 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 and let, yeah, that stuff. There there was some nice stuff in there. I'm not, I don't, I don't come to shit on the oofsie in this instance. That's not my purpose here. Like I said, you know, Chilean sea bass. It was really tilapia. Whatever. It was delicious. People praise me. They see me in suits. They go, man, you look fucking nice. I buy myself suits for $20 online. I can straighten my leg. $20 online. I spend $20 to have them tailored. It's a $40 suit, which I would put up against guys who are still rocking $1,000 suits. Who has $1,000 suits? I do. Did I pay $1,000 for those suits? I did not. When I was at Code Magazine, they said, if you wear it on TV, you get to keep it. So I got a $1,000. Ooh, worsted wool. Very nice. Can't tell the difference. I get a $40 suit on. Man, I'm rolling around the ground. I don't give a shit. It's a T-shirt. If it gets dirty, what do I give a fuck? So consequently, I'm the most relaxed, good-looking man in the, in, in, in the joint. Oh, you spilled something on your suit. <laughs> Whatever. I'm under the car working on the engine in the suit. I don't care. Now, jingling. Li Jing, the leech, comes in, beats the fuck out of fucking uh, uh, D-Rod. D-Rod, who also was called out of the mothballs and didn't know where, I don't know where I would be. I don't know. Suddenly, D-Rod is now fighting. He doesn't know. Doesn't know, has no fucking idea that he's going to fight until a weekend. Until a weekend, has no idea. They call him up and they say, don't worry. It's like fucking RoboCop. We'll take care of everything. We'll take care of everything. Everything. <laughs> and magically, it's a super close decision. Clearly, somebody was vision questing on a fight that we didn't see. I guarantee you, if Li Jing, uh, Li Jing Ling, if the leech knew that he was going to get fucked with the scoring, he would have beaten that man to death. Based on how he was fighting for the rest of the fight, he's like, "Yeah, I, I got this. I don't see where the I don't see where he's winning two of these rounds." 
And I was all about uh, 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 the woman who beat uh, uh, Macy Chazon. Uh, I didn't pick her. I picked Macy Chazon. I was all about that until uh, Hogan asked a question that killed. Which was, did you practice that liver kick? If I were Macy, I would have grabbed my vagina, fallen down and said, uh, she kicked me in the groin. But she took she took a shot in the liver, and then he says, Aldana uh, Hogan says, "Hey, uh, did you practice that in practice?" Oh, oh yeah. Fuck the fuck the fuck the fuck is wrong with you? What the? It's one thing to tell me that tilapia is chili and sea bass. It's another thing entirely for me to be looking at cat shit on a plate and for you to be telling me that's chili and sea bass. You didn't practice that. You you might as part of a warm-up been on your back and practicing up kicks. But you're saying that that up kick for the liver was something that you would actually practice. That somebody got in that position and they go, liver, turn, liver, turn, liver. And they had a pad on and they had a little white thing marked on the liver. Kick, 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 kick. I don't want to go John McEnroe on you, but are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You have got to be kidding me. Okay, so uh, I don't say this was a robbery. Uh, not at all. Not at all. How reckless can you get? Precisely. Chisan went down. She was not able to continue. And of course, now I call it the Teixeira paradox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he's a, he's a no good. I called it the Teixeira paradox, right? Which is that, you know, you're right about the, the jaws of victory and you're about to get, and then you, you lose. So I'm mindfulness now. And not only am I mindful of it, everybody else fighting is also mindful of it. To quote the big phony, uh, the big phony being in this instance, uh, Lenny Kravitz. To quote the big phony Lenny Kravitz, it ain't over until it's over. You know, Lenny Kravitz has a gimpy eye. You know this? That's why he's always photographed with shades on and looking from one side. Bothers him still. He's no Tom York from Radiohead letting it fly out there. Not him. Do you know Rod Stewart has a slight humpback? Affects how he's photographed as well. You can see it in some of the photographs. I'm not putting the guy on front street. I'm just saying. Here's the things. I got pictures. I got pictures of myself. I don't like. I don't understand. I don't understand it. And yes, exactly. There, Mr. Is is a half a step ahead of me. And I'm talking about. I I got suckered into. Keep in mind, I got suckered in by both guys. It's like Lucy and Charlie Brown were holding the football. I should never have picked anybody in this fight. Never. And all this talk about I'm back, I'm back. You know what? I'm going to go to Ruben Blades and Crossover Dreams when the guy tells him, you're going on tour, huh? Yeah, I'm going on tour. You're going to tour my balls. That's where you're touring. You're touring. You know, you're back. You know where you're back to? My nuts. There's nothing here for you. Oh, he's doing the worm again. Mm. Doing the worm again, huh? Uh, okay. All right. Uh, um. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. You're back. <laughs> you're back. Okay. You're back. All in all, and keep in mind, I watched early prelims. I watched because, you know, they were torture. Yes. I watched the prelims. Not as much torture. I watched the, the, I watched the whole thing. It, you know, I mean, the the ones that were torture, I'm like, I just making a sandwich. What's on in the background? I can hear it. Dwight Hakeem. The fuck? What the fuck happened there? I don't, you know what? You know what happened? Let me tell you what happened. The dude he was fighting has got tired of being done over. You fire me. You hire me. You hire me. You fire me. You know, it, it wasn't love hate with him. It was probably just hate hate. I don't care what happens to me. I'm going to shit on this hype. This hype cake is mine to poop on, and he did so. In wonderful fashion. That was a legit, yeah, a Rosa was like, I'm not going back to the sausage factory. You can fuck yourselves. Fire me again, but you fire me on a win. And it's, when did he get this good? Yeah, well, that's, you ignore me, stuff happens. It's the guys that, don't, Al Pacino and Devil's Advocate, never let, never let them see you coming. Duwadu was like looking at the odds, thinking, I got this. Hey, didn't he get the memo? I'm supposed to win this. Yeah, well, whatever. Didn't work that way. But you know what comes out of it? <laughs> it's a twofer. It's a twofer. The bald one now has two guys he can job. You know? It, let me show you how contract negotiations go with Hakeem Duwadu at this point. Uh, so, yeah, so we think the next fight that we're going to get, and you just kind of go, hmm, hmm. 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 This is the bald one in the face of Duwadu's demands for more money. Hmm. Yeah. Puts the paper down. Takes the pen out. Yeah. No. <laughs> I hang a mime that right for you. That's exactly how that's fucking playing out. You know, and Arosa comes in. So, well, you know, I won that last fight. So you could. And, uh, yeah. And I was surprised on Care Don't Care today that the John and Steph were both like, you know, Dumont couldn't finish his sandwich. Well, you guys been looking at the internet? I say there was something personal about her mouthing the woman and not going for a submission. Yeah, yeah, black belt jiu-jitsu, whatever. How about some elbow sandwiches forever and ever? Ever and ever, ever, ever. Oh, you got this phenom. Oh, but you know what? You know who wins again? The house. Because Wolf comes in. I got this. I'm the guy. I got that. I got the boxing, and I goes to get that. And I'm like the new Holly Holmes, and I'm like I got the Kayla Harrison. I'm like I got the. You got nothing. R rinse, repeat. The no money mime. Uh, <laughs> Only one person won last night, and that is the house. Unintended benefit. Let's break it down. Winners and losers, huh? Winner, the house. Unintended beneficiary, Nate Diaz. Everybody else, losers. Fact. The John Nash about some of the money. John Nash was referencing when Stitch was recently talking about how he got fired. Interview with John Nash. John Nash got hate mail after that. Hate mail. 
some dummies out there actually sat in front of their computer and wrote hate mail to John Nash, walking right by the bald one. Walking. So in other words, they go to the, like they they walk they walk past the guy who's raping the guy, and go to the security guard and say, "Hey, you you're you know you're making us look bad. What about the cat that's raping the guy right behind you? I don't see that." <laughs> I, you don't you don't see that <laughs> no man besides which the guy getting raped is saying nothing but good things about the guy who's doing the raping so is it really rape good question i'm not trying to change the outcome of yesterday but i'm just you know if i have a choice to 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 paraphrase kafka if I have a choice as to be whether to be a sucker or a courier of a sucker, I'm going to choose to be a courier of a sucker because at least I can leave when the job is over. Being a sucker is a full-time job. It's in your blood, the courier. I'm just there eight hours a day. I can leave. Exactly. That's JB. That's exactly where I go, which is why I like her. <laughs> Can't you see what I'm saying? I love you. He goes, do you have a lot of money? And is your husband still alive? Answer the, answer the first question first, please. Yeah, Jaldon Alameda and, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, 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 Alameda, listen, I love these guys who are jujitsu phenoms. And I'm hoping his hands are good. But we've seen him come and we've seen him go. You know, I've seen a lot of them. From Holes Gracie to Hodger Gracie, uh, I've, see, I've seen a lot of them. I'm not, it doesn't, I'm a jujitsu guy. I love seeing them, those guys get in there, you know, Gregor and all those cats. But um, I think there's a better place for them. I think the pace for them, I'm enjoying the hell out of this combat jujitsu that I enjoy. But, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, Chuck Liddell was never invited to fight at Abu Dhabi. Never invited to fight at Abu Dhabi. But Chuck Liddell could fuck people up who were into Abu Dhabi. So you see what I'm going with that. Anyway, anyway, like I say, it's a weird mixed message that I'm putting out there. Because what I'm saying is I don't go to pro wrestling events and try to debunk what's happening at pro wrestling events. Or I'll give you, I'll give you, I have, I was friends with Olivia. Olivia was a 1990s porn star back in that Christy Canyon era, right? Um, big fake boobies, right? And that was her shtick, blonde hair, the whole bit. And she said that people would ask her, guys, why I say people, guys would ask her. And they would say, uh, they would say, are those things real? And she would say, charitably, they're as real as you want them to be. <laughs> was UFC 279 was that was that was it was, was that real it's as real as you want it to be how real does it need to be like well, you want to sus suspend disbelief for how long and for who I had a perfectly enjoyable evening outside of the sads that I felt for 
Tony Ferguson outside of the robbery that I had to witness with the leech. But otherwise, a generally perfectly enjoyable evening. I was emotionally engaged. What do I care that it was all fake? I wanted the chili and sea bass. I got the tilapia. I enjoyed the meal. But I'm honor bound now not to get on the show and say, eat the chili and sea bass, but to say, that was some good tilapia. Don't pay the extra money for it next time. That's it. So, my friends, we come to the end of another succotatious day. I suggest that you go to read, you look what you made me do, the substack, not the end of the show, my 9-11 thing. If you follow me on Instagram, you can see I use the picture of the great rabies. I'm in the memoir. I'm getting to writing about rabies now. Miss that guy from Warzone. Don't forget the struggle. Don't forget the streets. Monday afternoon, Care Don't Care goes live, where during which I cleverly tamped down on Nash's attempts to uh, to exult in his 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 glory. Tuesday night, if the shoes fit, uh, on uh, the live five this week, Wong, Wong Duty. I'm hoping that I can't, I don't trust, I know guys listen to this show that have their own publishing platforms now. I know this after the Vernon Reed thing, so I'm not going to mention who I have next week, lest I get scooped. But if you follow me on the Twitter machine, I'll tweet it out. You'll enjoy it. If you like post, post, uh, uh Modern post-punk, I don't know what the hell to call it. And then if you live next week, next week, 14-card fight. How many cares on it, Eugene? Two. Two. Which means don't fuck care, according to Sorrell. So you can watch it on the, on the back end. I'll be able to watch both of the fights I cared about. Uh, before the show on next Sunday, and we'll see. The kids awake now. I can hear out in the, playing in the other room, so I will end the show appropriately. Unlike I couldn't start it appropriately, but we will end it appropriately. Here we go. Look what you made me do!